1: as she chats with those in the know so your business can grow. WebmasterRadio.fm presents Purse Strings.
2: Here's your host, Maria Retan. Good afternoon. Welcome to Purse Strings. I'm Maria Retan. Thanks so much for joining me today. You can catch Purse Strings every Tuesday at 3 o'clock Eastern Time. Each and every week, you'll learn how you and your company can quarter the market on the most powerful consumer in the country, the 51% percent of us who control more than 80 percent of all the spending the woman well a little article in the new york times online edition called digital media's ever swiftest swifter inclusion article was by david carr read it last week and thought it was pretty interesting i've been watching kind of the the power play of the huffington post over the last several years and it's been a big big year for um ariana huffington and according to david carr What's been going on at the Huffington Post is just another sign of the times. He actually attended a media event last week, and he said, you know, it showed all the signs of the Classic Magazine launch party. But in fact, it was actually the announcement of Huffington Post's new online weekly called Huffington. It's going to be available for tablet via the Apple Store. And according to David Carr, you know, this is just one other thing that's been going on that shows us that the traditional uh, publications, the old guard journalism is kind of falling by the wayside. He, he hearkens to the fact that the Huffington Post was sold to AOL for $315 million. And he said that's less than a year after Newsweek sold for almost nothing. And we know that the Huffington Post in April won its first Pulitzer, which has really made a ton of news because, you know, we wouldn't have never thought about that a couple of years ago. And according to Comscore, more unique web visitors are going to the Huffington Post each month than the New York Times. So clearly, its rise to power is legitimate. And it's interesting because the fact that this online weekly called Huffington is going to be available uh, via tablet on, on the Apple Store is just another sign. Time, Inc. actually caved this past week and is going to be um, agreeing to sell subscriptions to all of its magazines on Apple. This is a big deal because apparently, for those of you who've been monitoring the situation, Time has been kind of this holdout A lot of other publishers have said, yep, I'll give Apple uh, the ability to to get the magazines from my publishing house. Time has said no uh, until last week. So it's the last giant to fall. We already know, according to David Carr, that the Justice Department is investigating, um, traditional book publishers and how, you know, they're kind of selling low for ebooks. It's also investigating cable providers, um, going up against web-based competitors. Uh, David. Car points to the fact that Twitter has announced it's planning deeper media offerings. And he also hearkens to the fact that NBC has said that two of its comedies will make their debuts next fall in an ad-free format. As examples of what's going on in media today, the fact that it's a brand new world, uh, we as consumers are becoming more used to consuming, consuming infotainment. Perhaps one might call it journalism. One might call it, for sure, information online, on tablets, uh, certainly not hard copy as it once was. And in fact, according to the same article, Hearst has sold more than 125,000 subscriptions to its Cosmopolitan magazine across all tablets And is approaching 800,000 subscriptions for all of its magazines. So I think at this point we can safely say that uh, magazine consumption on tablet is not just something in the future. The time is now. And the fact that the Huffington Post is offering an online magazine is something that we certainly want to be able to watch. You can guarantee that we're going to see more and more of this. Well, our purse profile today is the Gucci girl. This is a single woman in her late 20s, or early 30s with a higher income, very fashion conscious. There's nearly 2 million Gucci girls out there. Again, median age of around 29, college grads, living the single life, employed full time and making on average around $35,000, either owning her own condo or renting an apartment. A lot of them, of course, living in urban areas. They keep up with fashion. Fashion magazines help them determine the clothes they buy. They go out and they buy the latest fashion every year. They like to keep up with the changes. They are going after novelty and change. They actually switch up brands for that very reason. They like to experiment. And they say that they're the first among their friends to try new styles, and they'll even shop new stores before their friends do. So, you can say in general that these guys are influencers when it comes to word of mouth with their friends. They love just to go out and shop whether they buy anything or not. They consider themselves ambitious and money-driven, and a little bit of a socialite. Um, they're shopping at Nordstrom, Neiman Marcus, uh, just to name a few. They're driving Caddies. Yep, Caddies. I thought that was interesting. Mercedes, Nissan, and Jeep. Uh, and of course, they're buying Gucci, Kenneth Cole, Calvin Klein, and Chanel. Um, they're reading publications like Cosmo. We just talked about Cosmo. Glamour, L. Entertainment Weekly Shape and Vogue. And they're online a lot as you can imagine. EHarmony and iVillage and eBay among those top the top ones. Well, joining me today is Kitty Colding. She's the CEO of Crave Box and Um, Cravebox is going after that influencer group, one could say, maybe even going after the Gucci girl. It is a product discovery service that puts Crave-worthy products into the hands of what they are calling their Cravebox members. And they do this with subscription boxes and limited edition boxes. It's really quite a novel and a very successful uh, business model. I'm excited to talk to Kitty about the success of Cravebox and what she thinks is fueling it. So more from Kitty Cole. And crave box when purse strings returns in just a moment.
1: Okay, time for something we can all relate to shopping. Purse strings will be right back after these messages from our advertisers.
0: How far do your ads reach? You don't have to fly around the world for the right consumers and clients to find your business. What you need is profit through performance. Location 3 Media helps you to increase your brand's findability and performance. Let Location 3 Media help you create efficient and effective online marketing campaigns that fit your needs and get you results. We know every click starts a journey. Where will your brand be on the path? Visit location3media.com.
2: How much time do you spend on SEO research and competitor analysis? What if we told you that there was an easier, faster way? SearchMetrics SEO software propels you to top positions on search engines around the world with our unique global search, social, and competitive data in over 60 countries. Gain a competitive advantage today with SearchMetrics.com. That's SearchMetrics.com. Oh, yeah. My day is done. Time for
0: happy hour. You're already done for the day?
2: Yeah, because I use CertifiedKnowledge.org.
0: Then dive into our stream. WebmasterRadio.fm We're the coolest place around. WebmasterRadio.fm We're everywhere.
1: Her Strings is back with the inside track on Today's Woman. Here's your host, Maria Retan.
2: Welcome back to the show. Joining me today is Kitty Colding. She's the CEO of Box, which is a product discovery service that puts what Kitty calls crave-worthy products into the hands of their members. Kitty, welcome to the program. Thank you,
3: Maria. Very nice to be here.
2: Well, I'm so excited to have you on. You know, um, we're a big fan of your founders. Elisa um, yep. Freud is the founder and CEO of She Speaks, and I know she founded Cravebox, and now, CraveBox is something a bit new. Um, tell everybody about the model you're using for the company.
3: Sure. So, um, as you said, it's a, it's a product discovery service, and we bring brands and consumers together using these themed boxes that our curators create um, that are focused around activities and interests and occasions that are relevant to the consumers that we that we work with our, our members. Um, and basically we create, we'll take a theme and we will create um, um, a box experience around it. So we'll do dog lovers or summer barbecue or back to school or healthy moms or um, a series of, uh, you know, tailgating. We're doing all kinds. We probably have two dozen boxes in development at any time. And then um, our members have the ability to receive one of those boxes. They opt in for them and they pay $10 to get them. We do that because we want to be sure that um all of the recipients of the boxes are qualified, that they're not um, you know, freebie seekers because ultimately this is a great promotional platform for brands and we want to be sure we're delivering to brands completely engaged, totally qualified demographically consumers that are highly interested in the product set and find a lot of relevance to the theme. And that ends up mixing together and creating a very powerful high impact promotion for the brand partners who participate in the in the shipment.
2: Yeah, for sure, because you do a nice job. The fact that you have 2,000 boxes at any one time out there in the marketplace is is pretty amazing that you can juggle that much, and the fact that you're able to match up um, members with the appropriate boxes to get the appropriate feedback is, is really remarkable. I know, too, that you also target um, bloggers to some degree, and I'm curious how... Crave Box complements a marketing plan that targets bloggers and word of mouth, mm-hmm. and that also mm-hmm. includes product seeding. I would think that that's a lot of, of what you do as well.
3: Yeah, exactly. So you know, when we when we um, the the way the process works is basically when our curators have completed um, a box experience and have it filled with a, the appropriate selection of products, we get it into the hands of our members, and we use. Um, game mechanics, I'm a I'm a big believer in scarcity and consumer promotion, and I'm a big believer in injecting game mechanics to create excitement and interest and energy around the promotion. So what happens is we basically have a drawing for each box. We always have far more demand than we have supply of, of boxes available, and so we actually have a little drawing for each shipment, and so we get lots of consumers that enter the drawing to receive the box, Um, and we collect a lot of data from them in that process of entering that drawing, Um, and that allows us to evaluate everyone that enters the drawing and allows us to select the people that are the most demographically appropriate but who are almost also the ones that are the most influential, the most social. We look at their social profile and their viral propensity to identify those who are going to be the most active and viral once they receive the boxes and have a chance to review the products in them. We do have a ton of bloggers that, that get our boxes, that buy the boxes and are in our program, and it's great content and fodder for them. Um, we market continuously to lots of different groups, including the She Speaks community, which is about 190,000 women, but it includes about 30,000 bloggers, and we get a ton of blogger coverage whenever we ship out a new box. And this combination of scarcity and game mechanics adds a ton of uh, you know, intensity and velocity to the social sharing and it really makes it fun and exciting. There's we believe that there's a, a formula for making these discovery boxes successful, both for the consumer and for the brand. Um and the formula definitely includes relevance, it needs to be a theme that's relevant to that consumer. Um it needs there needs to be some mystery and anticipation, that excitement, the game mechanics it needs to be nice value. So they're paying $10, but they're getting a box that's filled with a lot of really great products around the theme. And then presentation is critical. So what happens when we deliver these boxes is our members will say, oh, it feels like my birthday or Christmas because of we, um, you know, it's not a bunch of small samples and packing peanuts in a plain box. It's tissue paper and crinkle paper and everything's very carefully laid out in the boxes and lots of colors and um, ribbons on things. So we really make a gift-like experience with this product presentation, and that adds a wonderful halo effect for the brands that are in the box. The consumer loves to explore those brands really fully um, and learn as much as they can. We can tell the brand story beautifully with these boxes, and these members really want to hear that story. Um, and then they that makes them all the more educated and all the more excited when they're out advocating and talking about the product either online or offline, where there's still an awful lot of word-of-mouth spread it's still, you know, pr- predominantly offline. So we want to create the best experience possible and create a lovely halo effect around all the brands in the box and get as much spread as we can for those brands to make this an incredibly effective, high-impact, but inexpensive way to promote their product.
2: Well, and I know that you talk about your Crave Box curators. These are the individuals who help you decide what to put in the boxes, am I right?
3: That's exactly right. They're experts in a variety of different categories. We cover a huge range of categories. So um, our members have told us over and over that they want to explore great products for many facets of their lives. And so our shipments cover everything from cooking and entertaining to home products and home solutions. kids and baby products, wellness, beauty, and then we do a whole series of boxes around hobbies and arts and crafts and pets and recreation. And because we have such a range, uh, we needed to have curators in-house that were knowledgeable about categories, but we've also crowdsourced our curator team. And so we went out to our membership and to lots of other people, and we've been attracting people who can come and help us and basically give us the best advice, the best content, the best sort of tips and ideas about products and themes and get make sure those boxes are relevant um, for all these various categories. So that's been really fun, too, is bringing, the, bringing our members, bringing the consumer right into the box creation process. And whenever you've got co-creation going with a consumer promotion, you also get a tremendous amount of engagement as well.
2: Oh, absolutely. The more buy-in on the front end, the more engagement for sure on the back end. And I know yep. it's, it's gone so well. Those subscription boxes that you talked about have just gone swimmingly, and it's actually spawned a limited edition crave box. Talk, if you would, about your newest offering with that one.
3: Sure. So we do have a subscription program, which means that there's a group of people that get a box from us every month. We have a big waiting list for that program. We have a lot more demand than than supply, you know, as as intended with with that program. And that's a really nice program and going well. But we wanted the ability to be able to create very targeted, very specific kinds of shipments that may not be relevant for all the people who are getting that subscription box. And so we created limited edition boxes. And all that really means is they're boxes that are available one time, again in limited quantities. Um, so for example, the the um, the back-to-school box will only be available in the fall. Um, it will be available once, and anybody who wants that box has to sort of get into that drawing. Um, and it's our ability to time around uh, specific life um, occasions and and seasonal occasions and very specific interests. We would never put you know dog products in the regular monthly box because we don't know how many of those people are particularly interested in sourcing products around pets. But we do have a very um, uh, active group of members in our, in our group that um, really do want to source products for dogs. And so we create the Dog Lovers box just for them. They opt in. Um, they receive that box. It's high on the relevant scale for them, which only makes the efficacy of the marketing program for the brands that are in the box all the more powerful. And so that's how we're able to get very targeted is using these limited edition boxes, and it also gives us the opportunity to have lots of things going on at any given time. We are already at the point where we're doing um, three to four shipments every month. We're doing one monthly box, the subscription box, but then we're doing two or three different limited edition boxes every month at any given time. Each shipment is somewhere between 1,000 and 10,000 boxes. And that lets us make sure there's something for everybody. There's lots of exciting opportunities for members to win and be part of the process I mean, there's a sort of an endless number of promotional opportunities for brands because we want to be able to give brands exactly the right target demographic, you know, the right consumer at the right time of year to coincide with their marketing calendar and their promotional initiative so that they can do, they're using us for product launches, for product restages, and for driving traffic and purchase around key buying seasons like back to school or holiday or Super Bowl or things like that.
2: Yeah, I think the limited edition box sounds super exciting, and I know that you, you've already mentioned a little bit of how you go about determining what goes into this or how your curators determine what goes into it. It has to be highly relevant. They're not little samples. You know, you're giving really the full gamut of the product in a beautifully um, encased kind of box. But I'm curious, what else goes into to your decision-making around a product that you consider Cravebox worthy? I'm sure a lot of companies feel like their products are worthy of Cravebox, but I, I know you're very, um, you, you know, you have a very high um, a high channel that you have to compete against. So what, what do you look at when it comes to choosing those products?
3: Well, I think, you know, the most important aspect of it is relevance, um, that the, the product has to be relevant to the theme, and it has to be, um, you know, a, a product that we know the membership, given who we're dealing with, it would be legitimately interested in pursuing. It doesn't have to be a brand-new product. We find we, we get a kick out of it. Sometimes our members will say when they've gotten a the box, they'll say, you know, gosh, I never would have found this product without CraveBox, so, so that's great. But we also have members tell us over and over, they'll say, I have walked past that product 100 times on the shelf. And I have never picked it up, and I probably never would have, but now that I've had a chance to really experience it through this platform because it's this really uncluttered opportunity to, to put a product in front of a target consumer, you know, that's our goal, is to to unite these brands and these consumers where there's a terrific fit. And it doesn't have to be an, ex- an expensive product. It, it can absolutely be a mass product, and we we market mass products all the time, um, but sometimes it's about a new flavor or a line extension or you know, uh, maybe an eco-friendly version of something. But it's really about relevance and fit, for relevance for the theme and fit for our members. And Mm -hmm. as we continue to grow the business, we are increasing the number of sort of um, demographics that we're able to serve. We just announced today um, a huge deal, a partnership with David's Bridal. And so we're going to become... Uh, we've just uh, announced becoming the um, the exclusive gift box provider for David's Bridal, who's a huge player in the bridal space. And they basically um, would like us, when we're up to speed, to be able to deliver half a million boxes a year to their brides and bridesmaids when they come into the store for their first appointment. And so that's another wonderful kind of demographic that we can offer. When I'm talking to P&G or I'm at Colgate-Palmolive or I'm at Unilever, I can talk to them about reaching the Cray box community, or I can talk to them about reaching the Davids Bridal shopper with mm-hmm. these boxes, because the, the real value is creating that memorable, gift-like, curated moment of exploration and discovery with these boxes. And um, it's a very exciting way to, to reach a consumer. and it's completely different than seeing you know something on television or you know some sort of digital engagement. It's, it's tactile and it's in three dimensions, and it's incredibly memorable as a result. And we'll be announcing in the coming weeks several other very big, very high-profile partnerships to add to kind of the distribution channels that we're able to put trade boxes through, There it's some very big folks in the magazine space and in the retail space where we can do programs like this. And again, we just think that our ability to create exactly the right box and exactly the right experience to exactly the right consumer it's pretty powerful from a from a brand marketer's point of view. Well,
2: congratulations on the Dave's Bridal announcement that is huge and look forward to hearing more from you on some of these impending announcements as well. Very exciting. Uh, yeah, we're going to take a quick break kitty when we come back. I do want you to think a little bit of what's a really great example of how Cravebox um is really been deployed if you will in a way that takes advantage of everything it has to offer. More from Kitty Colding and Cravebox when Purse Strings returns in just a moment.
1: Okay, time for something we can all relate to. Shopping. Purse Strings will be right back after these messages from our advertisers.
0: Join the thousands of search and social media marketers at one of the largest events of the year, SES San Francisco 2012, August 13th through the 17th. Learn more at sesconference.com. Ses San Francisco 2012 kicks off three days of sessions with a keynote presentation by Google digital marketing evangelist Avinash Kaushik, speaking about business optimization in a digital age. Check out Daily Meet the Expert roundtables where you can take part in intimate and informative discussions with industry icons. Add over 70 sessions, a crowded expo floor, on-site training at the ClickZ Academy, the big search engine watch eliminator, goodbye, and webmasterradio.fm search bash, and you'll have SES. San Francisco 2012, August 13th through the 17th. Register for SES San Francisco 2012 today by clicking on the banner ads from the webmasterradio.fm website or go now to sesconference.com. Rise links and web indexes. Take a bow to the largest link map in the world. Majestic SEO. Maximize ROI to use your time and let Majestic wield its mighty sword. MajesticSEO.com. It's good to be king. Welcome to the Webmaster Institute for Financial Advancement. WebmasterRadio.fm. It's like radio with a PhD. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere.
1: First Strings is back with the inside track on today's woman. Here's your host, Maria Retan,
2: And welcome back. I've been chatting with Kitty Colding. She's the CEO of Cravebox, and we've been talking about how Box works. It's a great way to get your products in the right hands of of people, mainly women um, and bloggers who can really engage with the product and then, you know, create that word of mouth online and offline. Um, and we've been talking about the subscription boxes and the limited edition boxes. I am curious, Kitty, have you ever run into issues when you put multiple brands in a crave box and maybe the companies don't want to be affiliated with each other? How do you, how do you balance that sensitivity?
3: It's a great question. And um, first of all, we... For for every brand that participates, we give every brand category exclusivity within their shipment. So we never we we don't we don't do the Pepsi versus Coke taste test thing at all. Uh, We want all the brands to feel really comfortable in the box with the other participants. um, um, Certainly from a competitive point of view, but we also do have to match you know sort of the the essence of those brands, and it's a juggling act. You know, we brands are understandably pretty particular about. Um, about who they'll share space and share promotions with, and so that really is part of the skill of our, our program managers and our curators, kind of in combination, you know, working together to make sure the theme is right, the brands are right, and that everyone plays nicely together. But it's it's definitely a, a you know a, a juggling act, and we. Um, but but when it comes down to it, um, we have so many shipments available that. If there is an issue, we can always move one brand to a different shipment or customize something. We're working on a bunch of custom shipments right now for brands that want to do their own box. They don't want to share a box with anybody, um, and they're kind of doing their own thing I'm really excited. stuff coming up with, with some brands that way. So sometimes that's an, an alternative as well.
2: I am curious. I know that you have your Crave Box curators who are experts in their areas that help go out and identify just the perfect things to put in a Crave Box. But I'm curious if companies can just approach you if they have a product in mind. Tell us a little bit about how it's best to work with you and Cravebox.
3: Absolutely. We get we're delighted when we get calls from brands um, and we have a lot of um, you know, very strong relationships with agencies as well who frequently will come to us as they're working through, uh, you know, some planning and, uh, you know, uh, promotional planning for, for coming quarters. Um, and so absolutely we love to, to get incoming inquiries from brands, and we, we work very, very hard to come up with a program that's exactly right for them, both in terms of size, in terms of, you know, spend with us, um, and then in terms of making sure that we're hitting the right demographic at the right time um, given their their promotional calendars. so that's that's very welcome. and uh, and that's really the business that we're in is is uh, is creating really effective brand promotions that are that are scalable, um, you know, inexpensive but but high impact um, and are and are reaching the right consumer. we We do kind of a whole promotion around each shipment that ends up reaching, you know between twenty five and thirty million in terms of um, impressions. We'll get reach even for our smaller shipments in the million and a half to two million range. We measure in-person hours of time that it's spent with the brands in the box, and we'll score, you know, a thousand, two in-person hours of time with those brands. And then we measure lift from before the program to after for how we move the needle on um, things like product knowledge and awareness and favorability and advocacy and purchase intent, because Brands need to know that, and this needs to be a very measurable medium, a very measurable tool that they can compare alongside any other promotional out- outlet they may be considering. Um, and so, we, you know, we we welcome that comparison and and um, and love to hear from brands about what their objectives are, and, and love to custom build programs for them.
2: Well, and I know by this point, even though Craybox is still fairly new, you probably have some fabulous uh, case studies that you can share with companies who are intrigued. Talk about at least one great example of something that you think Craybox has been able to accomplish for companies and driving that word of mouth and maybe even driving sales, if you can get it all the way down the line.
3: Yeah, that's the holy grail, of course, is to to get it all the way through the purchase. And we are starting to see some data uh, right now, of course, we have to depend on our, our brand partners to give us that sell-through data. Um, but we, we definitely have a number of different great um, um, examples that we can point to that speak to everything from, you know, awareness and, and getting, um, you know, reach in terms of getting a new product launch that has had very little or, or no visibility so far from small brands and from big brands alike. And we really do like to have that combination of, of smaller brands and kind of the big guys. Because we think that adds so much, uh, you know, depth to the experience for the consumer. So we love to, to break new brands, um, as well. And we've got a bunch of great examples of, you know, follow on purchase, you know, the shrewdest clients that use our service will combine, um, you know, product, you know, a nice full size product along with some, some calls to action, some opportunities for folks to go ahead and, and purchase beyond that. As I said, we're, we don't sell those products on our site, but we're a wonderful conduit for purchase, and that's exactly the relationship we want to create. We want to marry a consumer and a brand and, and you know, hope they live happily ever after, you know, in a, in a, in a very happy relationship going forward. Um, we're doing one right now, uh, the Summer Barbecue Box, um, which we're very excited about, and BIC is doing something really interesting with that promotion. They're promoting two products. They're promoting their multi-purpose lighters, those long, pointy lighters that are perfect for barbecuing and grilling situations. And they're also promoting something called a flame disc, which is kind of an alternative to, to charcoal. It's a really cool product. Um, and there's, this is, you know, one of the earlier promotions that they're doing. And they're doing such a nice job with it, and they're so shrewd about how they they engage with the consumer. So we're actually shipping out um, full-size uh, you know, versions of the flame disc. But this is a good example. The multipurpose lighter, of course, is flammable, and so that has hazmat requirements. It's a very difficult thing to ship, and it's very, very expensive to ship. And so um, we have something called vouchers that we use in our boxes when we have something that's a refrigerated product, uh, you know, that you just wouldn't want to ship through through this mechanism without dry ice and a lot of expense. So we use these vouchers and we create these really cool little, containers for the vouchers to build out the form factor in the box so that it has prominence in the box alongside full-size products. But the cool thing about the vouchers is, you know, they're basically getting um, a voucher to go in-store and redeem for a free unit of product, in this case a free multi-purpose lighter. But at the same time, we also include coupons for additional purchase so that while the consumer is there redeeming for that um, free unit of product. They're also doing follow-on purchase literally out of the box as they walk into the store. So we're doing something that I've wanted to do for a long time, which is, you know, take this in-home um, 3D promotion in this box, but close the circuit and bring that consumer into retail and get them buying literally right from of the moment they're getting the boxes. And so we're excited to see that box is, is going to ship next week. We're excited to see the results, but we already know we've got so much interest from it. And Vic has been so smart about the way that they've executed the promotion between the vouchers and the product and the coupons that so we're pretty sure that one's gonna be a big success.
2: Yeah, yeah, those coupons are fantastic. Just extend another way to continue to extend the momentum and the word of mouth. Kitty, we have more than run out of time, but it's been so fascinating talking to you. Thank you so much for sharing more about CraveBox and how people can get involved in this in this dynamic way to connect with uh, consumers and really drive that that word of mouth. I wish you continued success, and I'll keep my eyes peeled for some more of those big partnership announcements that are coming.
3: Great. Thank you so much. Thanks for all the time. I appreciate it.
2: And for everybody listening, uh, go on to cravebox.com to learn more. You definitely want to check it out. And thank you so much to my producer, George. And join me right here for another edition of Purse Strings next Tuesday at 3 o'clock Eastern Time. Until then, make it a great one.